farming is an easier, more profitable occupation, improved crop varieties and scientific methods have skyrocketed farm production. Machines have taken over most of the muscle work, making farm life easier and more profitable. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Buddy Seat. Beyond the Buddy Seat. Today I have my co-host with me, Justin Hale, and Howdy. Warner Seidel. No, 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 no. <laughs> Seidel, first official episode with us. How y'all, gentlemen? How's y'all's day? How's y'all's week? Phenomenal so far. Pretty solid. Great Pretty opportunities solid. were seized today and can call it a success. Well, I guess we all woke up and weren't looking at dirt this morning, so that's definitely a win. Or at least what the old timers tell me around here, but you know... They got about 40, 50 years on us. <laughs> yeah, some of them are looking for the grave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other day, uh, or actually, uh, Ryan Perkins came over to the house last night, and he was, <clears throat> as he walked into the house, he was talking to his grandmother, and he said, uh, he was just talking to her, and he goes, yeah, don't be saying things like that, and then he gets off the phone, he goes, you won't believe what my grandmother just said. He goes, mind you, she's 93 years old, but uh, he was wishing her a happy birthday, and he said that her response was, yeah, maybe this will be the last one that we celebrate <laughs> for me. And, and he said, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being at that point in your life where you're just like, Oh, I'm 70, that's max. That's yeah, all I want you're like right there. That's cashing it. in the chips. Like You're just like, you know, I've lived a good life. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't agree yeah. with the whole 70 thing. The point in life that I'm ready to go is when I quit being beneficial to my friends, my family, and the people around me. 70, because I'm walking around. Yeah, it's time to go wipe Zach's ass again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind. Just let me go. I mean, I'm good with that. I'm just ready to take you out to the pasture, let you look at the sunset, and just put a 45 to the back of your head. Is that how you want to go? No, no. I want to go like my grandfather always said, take him fishing. He said, just turn your back for about 30 minutes and let me do the rest. Yeah. But, I mean... Jesus <laughs> this is some old yeller stuff. <laughs> no Did we all grow up watching that, by the way? Oh, yeah. Warner watched it on the, uh, you know, old TV network. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, y'all aren't that much older than me. Uh, Solid nine years. Uh, Solid Tur- nine years. Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or when you go to your grandparents, it's like Lifetime Movie Network. Which Oh, yeah. It was Old Yeller and Angels in the Outfield. That's all I had of my great aunt oh. right there. Bad, bad. Did did you watch Sandlot? Oh, dude, yeah, big baseball guy. Oh yeah, grew up on Sandlot. Speaking of baseball, we've done a lot with baseball here lately. You know, we really have, and that's what uh, we have had a great function two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago Saturday, yeah. uh, with the Cleveland Railroaders, our minor league baseball team in our back door. Great people that we work with, uh, John Junker, Roy uh, Newhouse. Is that how you say it? I, I think, think how you so. say it. I think you, there's more. New housing. New housing. There's more vowels in there. Yeah. Uh, we will ask the questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> and old Gary Wiley. Can't forget that yeah, cat. Can't, can't Gary. forget Gary Wiley. A lot of great staff out there. Man, we we need to have Gary on here sometime. That would be God. Awesome. He would be hilarious. We had a real big function out there uh, with Justin and Warner on the extension. Uh, Kristen. On the 4-H side. On the 4-H side and Texas Farm Bureau, which me and Justin represented that too. Uh, especially Johnson County Farm Bureau, 2003 members came through that day. 2083. Final ticket tear was 2003, though. Yeah. 83 pre-sold, three. So. And only 80 people didn't show up. That was an amazing event. And we plan on next year's to go along with that. But there's a lot of fun stuff we've been doing the past couple weeks. And we went on the wife and our tour. So um, Armadillo. To, uh, yeah, that Armadillo. Far. Takes- yeah, Arm- Armadillo is pretty far. Amarillo is pretty far. <laughs> and we got to see some really cool stuff. We got to see the Clawson Dairy, right? I think that's how you said it. Clawson. Canossen. Canossen Dairy. Yeah. Um, that was really awesome to so see how the- they don't keep any on-site storage with their milk. They uh, 106 do- cow carousel. Yeah. 24-7. And they offload straight off. Of the carousel. Goes to the chiller, straight into the trucks. Yep. So they, uh, and they said that they did that up north. That's like a common thing up there. That has to do with when she was talking about all that, and I found this really intriguing. I never knew this. Between every time they fill a tank 
and unload a tank, they have to wash and sanitize the tank. That Food cuts that frost out. Oh, yeah. Because mastitis. Yes. Big hazard in the dairy industry. It was really cool to see that. And then we went to F Troop Feeders. Uh, thank you to Landon and his family for having us. It was neat to see that whole operation, how they make their own flake corn, do everything start to finish their own at the feedlot. Not to sidetrack, but, you know, there's multiple times in life where you, like, realize that you're getting older. And when he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we've had this for a few years. You know, we bought this place back in 2006. I was like, <laughs> uh, that was yeah. Like I couldn't even be in 4-H then. Yeah, that's <laughs> – you were six years old when they bought that place. I was, yeah. I mean – and you know, uh, like you, older than me, you know, sure. when you hear like something, I followed that up in my mind. I was like, you know, when you hear about like Finding Nemo was came out in this year, and you're like, man, I was a kid when I watched that. Crap. That's <clears throat> old. I sat the other day looking at some paperwork and stuff, and I realized it dawned on me: I bought my house nine years ago, and it seems like it was just last week. Been living in the same spot for nine years. And like every kid, I told myself when I bought the place, like. I'm going to live here five years. I'm going to sell it and get somewhere bigger and better. <laughs> Nine years later, I'm still here. Yeah, it's just bigger and better, you know, full of toys. Yeah, we keep improving it. We do, really do. Maybe we should start bringing, you know, when we start recording this thing with video, we'll bring a toy on here each time, and you you and your dad could like, talk about, like, the importance of it and then be like, and and for the low price of 497 <laughs> <laughs> It can be yours. Or three easy installment payments. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So what else did we do up there in Amarillo? I mean, it you know side poodles. Yeah, we yeah, went, went to a baseball game. We stayed in a really nice hotel. I mean, oh, Farm yeah. Bureau really did it up nice. No, the hotel gave me absolute hell. Yeah, did y'all know about this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so your room I, wasn't cleaned. Yeah, so I went up, got my card. She was real nice. Gave me a two free drink tickets and whatnot. I'm like, All right, it's gonna be a good weekend. Uh, Go water, to my room. Everybody got those. I, but still, I felt special, all right? Two, three drinks. <laughs> and I walk up, going old 340. Open it, and I see towels everywhere, bed sheets everywhere. I'm like, man, it's been a hell of a night, but I don't well, think you, this was me. <laughs> you were on the wrong floor because we I was in or 640. 640. You yeah, were 646. 640. <laughs> yeah, and I was, was like, in 340. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that key? <laughs> got all, I got a all hotel pass. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so went downstairs, or I put my stuff in Zach's room, walked downstairs, went on the bus with uh, Justin's insulin, and um, <laughs> but it was really bush light. And um, that'll lower your blood sugar. <laughs> it, it will. It does. And um, so we get back from these tours, and I go back. Get me a new key, and she was like, "All right, here you go. Here's your key. It's gonna work. Three sixteen or six sixteen. Walk up. Key don't work. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Oh my god. Hey, we're on the top. Go back floor. down. Yeah, we're on the top <laughs> floor. Go back down. I'm like, hey, um, I think I need another drink voucher for this much hassle. She's like, "Honey, you do." I was like, "I do, yes." And um. She went, she walked me up and everything, sweet lady. And she swiped it and it worked and she went in. And I was like, ma'am, that's, I thought this was later, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and this was after the Son Poodles game. This is after the Son oh, Poodles game. Oh, so it's game. like 11.30 at night. Yeah. Was this oh after we God. left the bar? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's where you disappeared to. All right, so next question. <laughs> so the other thing... <laughs> that I was going to say is, is they Roger and that the wife and our crew did an amazing job putting all of that together and I really think that if folks listening to this thing don't know about the wife and our fall tour getting involved in Farm Bureau as far as uh, the young farmer and rancher program I mean going on those going on that tour going to the conference, I mean, there's so much professional development that goes on, and, and you get to see, you know, you may be a cow-calf operator on one side of the state, or, you know, you may know somebody that has a feedlot, but they're not all the same. I mean, you've worked at several, Warner, and they're not all the same. Yeah, they all have the same concept, but it's cool how they've taken 
older equipment and they repurposed it and, and they're talking about how they're going to expand. And, and, you know, at some point in time, somebody had that feed yard there at, <clears throat> there at F troop, sixties uh, back in the sixties. And it wasn't F troop then, but somebody built that place with a dream and then they're taking the dream over and they're expanding Bush. on it. Yeah. Bush. Bush. And, you know, kind of, they're expanding the lot. Just the same thing with uh, the Canossan Dairy. It's but expanding. What, yeah, it's the perfect area it. to be up there to get bigger and get better because, I mean, everything goes up there. And there's more people. we got to keep feeding them. And so that's what the feed yards, they honestly can't get enough because they're already overstocked right now because of COVID. Ever since the packing house got shut down, everybody's at full capacity. It's unreal. But it's starting to lighten up, but they're starting to expand a little more. And um, that's why beef's on the shelves now. And uh, tofu's been there since COVID broke out because nobody wants that. Yeah, and it's got but, that shelf life. Um, yeah. <laughs> two things there. I mean, you point out something really great. First off, I want, I want to commend Roger Hall and the whole wife and our committee. As far as putting an event together that we can all relax, have fun, learn, and make friends and people that the connections lasted. I mean, like us at YFNR uh, State Conference, we walked back in this event and was like, oh, those boys are here. Yeah, and you get to see, like, Zach and Savannah Hucka. I mean, I love getting to hook up with my friends and see them and, and the Warner catch back up. And Is that what the pineapple's for? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? <clears throat> we're not going to get on that. Hey, no, no, yeah. we no, we're running from that one. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to educate. There is no pineapples here. But what, I mean, but, yeah, get, I mean – Getting to see people from around the state, and it was funny dragging Warner around with us because DeWitt County uh, sponsored him, and so on his tag it said DeWitt, and it just looked like this South Texas boy hanging out with these North Texas folks the whole time, like, hey, guys. Yeah, like, yeah I got lost. They just brought me back up here. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot to that, and see the family operations and everything they expanded upon and built and did, that was just – it's different because that's things we don't see in our county or anything we do here. We get to see a whole different side of agriculture. And one fact that stuck in my mind that I never knew, and Warner, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but they said a third of the nation's beef is produced and raised within a 100-mile circle of Amarillo, Texas. Yep. And that just, I never knew that blew my mind. Yep. I knew the feedlots and everything up there, and I knew the packing industry was a big chunk right there, but not that scale oh, was yeah. done there. That's what, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch up there towards Nebraska, Corn Belt area, but not as much capacity, not in, not as many quantity, definitely not. Panhandle, I think every town has at least two to three. And there's a lot of towns up there, and a bunch of them, there's 50,000 heads to, hell, you get five rivers up there, and it's 125, 150. See, that was a real funny to me because old Brandon Burner, you had to meet Brandon last mm-hmm. weekend and you met him at our event. He's up there. I talked to him on the drive up, and I was like, he's like, man, we're, we're over here at Will Dorado eating. It's like 30 miles from the hotel. He says, it's a little bit of a drive. I was like, man, that's like five miles in Panama, Texas. No kidding. You're used to driving. It's like the Autobahn. Yeah. You go as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that black and white up there? And you're like, nope. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll slow down his fuzz. What about the uh, Maverick Malt House? That was cool. That was really neat to see that, and something they started on the fact that somebody told them they couldn't. Yeah, a lot of people told them they couldn't, and then, you know, it was the fact that uh, they didn't realize, well, they didn't realize that you have to malt barley because they asked, was it Garrison Brothers? Garrison Brothers. And they um, asked the distiller, yeah, they asked the distiller if uh, why they don't use Texas barley and... Uh, one of not the distiller, but one of the tour guides was like, "What would he say?" Uh, uh, he said that, "Oh, uh, we don't uh, barley doesn't grow in Texas, and he's he raises barley." And he was yeah. like, uh, actually, "He had raised barley. He had raised barley." And he's like, uh, "Actually, yes, you can." Uh, little known mm. fact is, you know, we've actually raised barley in Johnson County before. No joke, and it is profitable. It does work. So, it what is- about the market? There is no market. So if we open the so malt, let's get a malt house, house, I'm in. Okay. I tell you what, gentlemen, y'all want to open the malt house, y'all man it. And I'll you, raise the barley. We'll just call it that good, good malted whiskey. Oh my god. 
Goodwin Farms. Get, Trademark pending. Getting the world drunk one anchor at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so does Bushlight. So does Bushlight. <laughs> and then uh, we went Bush. We went to uh, Richardson Seeds. That was that cool. That was really neat. Very friendly people. They well, produced 95% of the sorghum in the world. The genetics of the sorghum. Genetics. The research and development. Yeah. So that Bad was it's really cool. Just a whole bunch of... Uh, um, Look like airplane hangers yeah. in the middle of a field, and then you open them up, and it's like, wow, this is what is supplying the world's genetics right here. And they had some of the old sifting machines, and I mean, it was it was cool to see that. Believe then, it uh, or not, uh, your screeners and your seed cleaners to this day are still majority made of wood. Yeah, like their whole overall value is made of wood. It's hard to believe. I mean, you get your rotary cleaners and all that, and they are metal, but if you want that true seed sample and all that on your smaller grains, wood. Let's see. Where else did we go? Uh, Vega High School. The Ag Department. That was oh, very impressive. Um, and I had to commend uh, Mr. Newton, right? Yep, Mr. Newton. Mr. Yeah. Newton, the program he built and what he did and everything because he saw a chance to build a program around one special thing and – I asked your wife, I was like, why don't you just pick one topic and run with that? And that's kind of what she aims at. She picks two. But that's an amazing idea as an IT teacher. And I'd never, it's pretty rare. I'd seen it, but it's pretty rare to see somebody that started out their career fresh out of college and went into a teaching position and is still there on the ag side, ag teachers. This ain't every teacher, but the ag teacher side that is still there to that to this day. Right, right. It's one thing to continue to be an ag teacher your entire career then it's a whole nother caliber to literally be at that program all except for a half semester right the half, half semester no it actually was uh sorry that was my dogs coming in here making a little bit of ruckus but uh he never taught anywhere before vega he had graduated and took a half semester at a job right trying right. to and find then they got a phone call about Oh, his mom called him. Yeah, at the oh, Fort Worth yeah, Dog was, Show. Yeah, he was doing something at the Fort Worth Dog Show. But. And they, the police found that he had an emergency message from home, and it was mama. Yeah, said, and he thought uh, someone was dead. But yeah. well, it was because his grandma was in the hospital, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'd be kind of pissed about that, but, I mean, hell. It turned out salary right. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, those kids, though, they were... Respectful. The I mean, I always find that with 4-H and FFA kids. I mean, just kids and in, in, involved around the ag industry, they do such a good job of realizing that work ethic and 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 perseverance is always going to be something that you know leads into adulthood. And and you know, for some of those kids, Mr. Newton's classroom is their buddy seat. That really is. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm sure he's cranked out some really Bam. Oh, yeah. Welders, engineers. Well, we got to meet one this weekend personally and known him for a little while, Landon. Oh, yeah. And now he is the meal wrap for the uh, feed yard. Yeah. And the other thing is, is is he was, you know, dogging on himself like, yeah, I built built a pull-behind sprayer. It, it's okay. And then, like, all these big-time producers riding on this bus, you know, are like, hey, like, that's actually not a bad piece of equipment sitting there. I mean... Need a little air in the tires, but <laughs> I ain't. I know what's wrong with it. I ain't, I ain't got, got no, no gas, gas in it, you know. <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool. But it was good to see all those different things, and and I was making sure that we kind of talked about just about everywhere we went. Oh, we went to West Texas A and M's campus. That was pretty cool. They thoroughly cool. impressive, and oh, I mean, Lonnie Woolley, Johnson County native. She's over the whole meats program there. Uh, does a great job. I will commend her on that. Like that is a phenomenal program, phenomenal slaughterhouse they have on site. Everything that campus offers is amazing. And a little funny side joke on that because you know I pick on Justin and his lovely bride about Tarleton all the time. It's still the best second A and M in the state. And the uh, little brother. Yeah, yeah, me and Justin and Warner and Shelby are all in the pickup riding up there, and Shelby looked at us. She goes, "We're going to WT tonight." I was like, "I know." She goes. Well, what's the nickname for that from all you Aggies? I was like, WT. She goes, y'all call it's us Texas. a little brother. I was like, y'all are. I was like, but that's a good school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, my God. And then we got there, and we, uh, 
That's good school. We also, the another place that we didn't mention, we went to Top of Texas Gin. Oh, yeah. That was, um, pretty, that cool. was pretty neat. Um, it was very, uh, you know, eye-opening, you know, knowing that the cotton crop is kind of shot Big around time. the state. Because um, how much cotton crop got lost this year? Uh, West Texas as a whole is didn't produce, and I can't recall the exact number of the world's cotton. It's pretty astronomical when you think about it, that one region in our state controls that number. Mm-hmm. It's like 18 or 19%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you're realizing one region in one state raises that much every year. And that was yeah. really to see. And I can actually have a good friend of ours. He'll probably teleconference in with us one time, Justin Cave, big cotton push out there. He's on the Texas Cotton Board. He's big in Farm Bureau, great guy. We talk all the time. And he's all about the podcast. He actually tunes in and lists us. I'm sure he'll listen to this one. Yeah, yeah. And, Justin, we want you on here. Whenever you're ready, we'll schedule time. Join us. It's a lot of fun. But there's nothing out there. Yeah. Uh, I talked to him uh, right before Corn Harvest this year. I was like, hey, uh, maybe you want to come around and come back? He goes, I got to have something to do. He said, I've been on vacation for 12 months with nothing to do. Yeah. yeah listeners, go buy your shirts and jeans now. Yeah. Ain't nothing left coming up. There ain't going to be no gas in it. Yeah. <laughs> so some some other things that uh, we had some first that kind of happened is uh, today. This afternoon. This afternoon, uh, Warner and I took my son, Bo, out for his first not only hunting adventure, but dove hunting, uh, dove harvesting. Uh, and we got to hunt out here behind Zach's house. And, and listeners, I did want to be there, but I was at work. Uh, some of us don't work nine to five hours. Know, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it but sucks us up. We I, shot some birds. Yeah, right? yeah we did. We did <laughs> shoot some birds. Man. I did give you all a place to hunt. So yeah, yeah, we couldn't have done it without Zach. And I really appreciate that. It was it was kind of cool to. I mean, I picked him up. He didn't even know what we were going to do. I didn't tell him when I dropped him off at school this morning. I just, you know, picked him up. I said, hey, you want to go? Uh, well, in all honesty, did you know what you're going to do tonight when you dropped him off at school? I had, I mean, I had an idea. Me and Warner had talked about it. But at some point in time today when I was driving all around the county today, it seemed like I uh, had to make a pit stop at the house. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get my shotgun and grab some headphones and... Uh, for Bo, and I was like, you know what? Grab the shell box. We're ready to roll. Ready to roll. We didn't grab a chair, though. I did not grab a chair, and my <laughs> fat ass <laughs> crushed Warner's chair. <laughs> it made it the whole freaking time, and I don't know if it was like the gravel was loose. I think that gravel moved a little bit, and that chair was like, I'm done. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, oh, you can't support this guy anymore. I'm just going to. And it, it just called calf rope. It's like calf rope done. <laughs> well, and what's funny is, is how the back legs bent. Like it pinned me up against the chain link fence that we were sitting at, and I'm like, I always left you there. Like, I would have had to like fall over on my side to be able to get up out video of, of this. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I was laughing too he hard. He was laughing, and I'm like, God, I already had my hand out. Like Warner, I need you to pull me up. Like I was pinned up against the wall, man. Not the first time in life, I guess, but you know. <laughs> hey, but even though we busted that chair. We still got Bo his first dove, like his first dove kill. Yeah, he even shot a dove. First he, kill he, ever, correct? Yeah. No, yeah. I've seen him kill some cats. He's kind of want to watch him. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I think Justin wounded one, plopped down right in front of us, and I was like, "Bo, you better get on that." And Justin was like, huh, "Bet." Put that shotgun right up to his shoulder and said, "All right, Bo, squeeze the trigger now." <laughs> Yeah. And he did. He smoked it. Yeah. And he should have seen the smile on his face. So happy. God. And then he, like, takes his arm and puts it up in his shirt. He goes, that kind of hurt. <laughs> and I said, it's supposed to, Bo. It is a, the gun's going to kick. And he was like, that wasn't a kick. That I said, just rub on it a little bit. And he's just standing there rubbing it. And then he's like, can I shoot it again? <laughs> like, he is sold. He's hooked. And then uh, he made a really good dove dog. Oh, my God. He was really good. Almost too good. Like, the birds are falling out, and we're still shooting. And he's like, I'm going to go get it. And I'm like, no, no. get back over here. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, we're holding up our signs. Like, go go right, Bo. Go yeah. right. Get down, Bo. Get down. Yeah. <laughs> Whistle at him. Like, he, he he knows here, boy. He does. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
But it, it was pretty cool to have that first-time experience, you know. I mean, it was – I didn't ever get to do that with my dad. Like, my first hunting experience – well, I mean, he did take me deer hunting for the first time. But, like, dove hunting was with my buddy Dylan Young. And it was the first time I'd ever shot a shotgun. How old were you? I was – 27 14 13 or 14 and i never i mean i'd shot a shotgun but not like aiming aiming or uh, moving target moving target yeah. like i never shot a dove or anything like that and i realized like man and for the longest time i swore that dove flew like super fast until i went duck hunting with a friend uh, for the first time oof. and i was like man dove fly pretty fast he goes bro have you ever seen how fast a teal flies and i'm like yeah. there's no way like dove are smaller it's got to be harder to hit Rice rockets no dude yeah yeah so we saw some drop down on the tank and i'm like man might need to go get us a hybrid hunt right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool tony rolled up right oh yeah tony rolled up Did he gave us a horn? honk no. yeah well, yeah, he tapped it as yeah. he was leaving. And he scared some dove off. We got a couple off of that. So we said, thank you, Tony. And I told Zach to roll up down the power line, so he scared them dove towards us. But hopefully the game warden's not listening to this. But uh, <laughs> I was more about y'all shooting my pickup. <laughs> We're going to get the drone out next time. I'm pretty sure that's wildlife harassment, right? I think it's legal. Yeah, use, yeah. A, use a drone to flush. Just, just tell them you're, you're flying for National Geographic. Yeah, you know, I was just getting good footage, and then it's all of a sudden like, you know, oh, poor birdie. Oh. Now you're checking the field. Until it's the drone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long do you have to cook a drone to get it tender? Hey, man. Did y'all see that gator that ate a drone? What? There's a gator in the Everglades, and this couple was flying a drone right above it, and it was probably about two foot above it, and that gator's leaped up, snatched that drone in its mouth, and then chomped down on it. And he was getting at it, and then it starts smoking. Like, those guys that hotbox their trucks with them vapes and roll their windows down, that's what it looked like. He was he was hotboxing his throat. He was hotboxing that throat. And went underwater, came back up, still hotboxing. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that gator done. So I'm sure PETA got a hold of that, but I'm sure that couple got some nice boots. And that PETA, PETA is people eating tasty animals. That's what I always knew it as. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Well, when they first came out, they had a website, and they actually had people eating tasty animals, and they had some bad-of-the-bone recipes, and my dad still uses them. Yeah. How to cook your... Your... <laughs> cow. Your bovine. And I don't want to do that unless, because I uh, got my first beef shipment today from Be- or Beatty Cattle Company. Had a phenomenal job. Farm to table. Uh, the way it works, they raise the calves, they feed the calves, they slaughter the calves, and bring you your beef and do a phenomenal job. Did he hand deliver it to you today? He was going to, but I had a truck coming through uh, DeLeon anyway. Uh, so, or not DeLeon, but Dublin, you know, next town yeah. south. And they he met up with my truck driver because there's no sense in driving when I have a truck already there coming home. So Tony hand delivered it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in that sweet rig. One of the sweet rigs. We yeah, used. yeah. Have y'all got a drought tolerant back yet? No, drought tolerant. She's still in the shop. We got some more work done to her. But yeah. she's going to come out right. She can come out better. Yeah, yeah. What so, else is going on right now? We're plowing ground, right? Cutting hay. Cutting hay. Thank um, God we got that rain. I'm yeah. going to cut some hay. Well, it, it's not going to be that good, but it's enough to make another cutting. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, some, there's some good looking stuff around the county. You want to see Kirby's? Kirby's is great. There's some of it that's going to be pretty fair, but mostly people think we're going to make a record crop, and we're not. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair there. Oh, we got the thing turned down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, we're still learning our side war here. Yeah, then there's this one. Hey, uh, Justin, do you know what's heavier than blue? Lighter. Or lighter than blue. Sorry, lighter than blue. I don't know. Light blue. <laughs> are these more dad jokes? <laughs> they are more dad Didn't jokes. Did you have one earlier, Warner? 
I forgot what it was. Oh no! You put me on the spot. I did. I did. I'm Damn. so sorry. So other other some other things is. Uh, oh no! It's DILF. So you know, well, you know what DILF stands we, for? Yo, what does DILF stand for? Damn! I love fishing. Uh, yeah, uh, listeners, get your head out of the gutters now. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, sorry about this episode, but it's just one of those spur of the moment. We we really want to shoot one, and we didn't know where we're going with this one. Well, you know, we really didn't ever talk about Warner's background and his buddy seat. I mean, what was the what's the earliest memory you got of you know I don't know what do you want to call it dealing with Warren or <sighs> yeah putting up with him. It started when I was about four. Whenever um, I'm on T in here, your dad is hilarious. I literally no. talked to him on the phone last night for an hour and a half. Gosh. You know, it's honestly nice, though, because whenever I want to go to bed, I'll text Dad and, like, hey, call Zach, and then he'll pull you away, and then I can go to bed. <laughs> I sit on the back porch, talked for an hour and a half last night, and died oh, laughing. No, but um, I remember it wasn't a buddy seat, but it was the the side of the tractor sitting up there on the wheel well. And, uh, that's still the buddy seat. That's yeah, the old school buddy the seat. The old school buddy seat. And I remember. As my buddy put there today, buddy seat, whenever we were kids, was the armrest of a 4440. We one butt cheek sitting at an angle and the other sitting on the ar- oh, armrest. Oh, yeah. And that was mine. And then he just raised beef cattle. And then, uh, yeah, I went to college. went to A&M, Texas A&M University, College Station. And, um the best Loved school in the there. world. Best school in the world. Well, prior to that, so I did grow up on cow-calf operation and then worked at a vet clinic. And my vet was like, hey, Warner, go to vet school, graduate. The clinic's yours. And I was like, all right, I'm fired up now. I'm ready to go. Went in animal science, want to be a vet like everybody else. And then spring semester, my freshman year, chemistry two came along. <laughs> and so did Chili Fest. Killer of all vet dreams. Oh, gosh, my third test was after that Monday after Chili Fest at 8 a.m. I dropped it before that. Yeah. I On your phone, you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> so it's safe to say of the three guys' table, we all stink at chemistry. Yep, definitely. No, O-Chem. I got you on O-Chem. Yeah, it's only four. Pretty four? solid. Four of the elements you deal with in O-Chem? That's four or five. It's most of them. The most carbon, of them. oxygen, nitrogen. Potassium, phosphorus, calcium. Did I say calcium already? Yeah, I said calcium. I did. Okay, so maybe five. All right. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> still a lot of molecules in there. And, molecules. Uh, yeah. And then interned at a, a not seed stock, but a semen facility where we collected bulls. And we collected King Ranch bulls. I thought that was bad the bone, and it was nine seventeen over. Gosh, can't remember what the model was, but uh, or sire was. But uh, I looked at that bull, and he was selling straws for like thousand bucks a pop, and I was like, man, I touch his junk. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's so weird to think because sometimes people get all grossed out, and they're like, oh, God, it's gross, and then we're over here like, yeah, you got a hold of that bull, and you know, I got me some straws out there in that tank out there keeping on that nitrogen, you know. I was like, when we had Miss Pris back in the day, what she was doing and the money behind her, it, it worked great. <laughs> had a semen tank full of her eggs and embryos. In our oh, barn. yeah. Yeah, I love that, and I wanted to be in repro. You know, focus on that. And then uh, worked at a feed yard. Or before that, I wanted to go work a feed yard, manage feed yard. So I went to go do that, intern there. Loved it. But then I was like, man, I don't want to do this. And so I was like, man, I guess I'll stick with that repro stuff. And Justin over here called me along and said, hey, got this internship. You can come be a extension agent intern. And I was like, is it paid? And he said, well, we don't know yet. And so I called my old boy, Dr. Jeff Ripley, and um, he's like, hey, I want this job, but I need the money too. And so he was like, all right, we got you. And he hooked me up, and now that's what I'm doing. I'm an county extension agent, and I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. How I mean, did y'all meet? So I uh, – I mean, this is a good meet cute story or – Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So I've been – I've been on the livestock committee for Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo for 
eight, eight years now. And so every year we get interns there that kind of, you know, sometimes they help do different things. It's like a miniature Houston kind of thing. Yeah, it's a miniature Houston kind of thing. And uh, I got uh, Warner, uh, Bailey Allison, um, Katie Price, Katie Price, Clayton Lennon, and Clayton Lennon. Oh, gosh, that was a group. It was a great group. <laughs> and so, hang on, you pick Warner over Bailey? Well, we had Bailey first. Oh, okay. But <laughs> then she left us, you know, to go, like, do stuff with foundations, whatever. But it's because Warner was still in school. And so, uh, um, yeah, yeah, bud. And so I was like, you know, talking to them and I always have that conversation. And that's, that's one of the big things that I try to do in my job is, um, talk to folks about extension and, and, and ask them if they even know about it or, uh, and it's sometimes interesting. Sometimes I get interns that are like, they're going to A&M, they're going to the mothership that I call it, you know, home base, headquarters, whatever. The Holy Land. The Holy Land. God's country. And they don't even know the third branch of the land-grant university system. Like, they obviously know that A&M does a lot of research. I mean, they're world-renowned for the genetics and uh, social engineering, everything that A&M does, and then obviously education, because that's why they're on campus, but... So many people forget about extension Extension. being the land grant university and, and, and that that components there. So always like to ask that, especially when I get some Aggie interns and you'd be surprised how many interns I've had in the past that are just like, you know, clueless as to what it is. And, and then, so I was sitting there talking and Warner was like, you know, my dad was an extension agent at one point in time. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, talking back and forth with him and Clayton and Katie and, and, you know, like, well, I mean, I already knew Bailey cause you know, she was in my district mm-hmm. when she was a 4 H and stuff like that. And so that's how I met Warner and, you know, got his phone number and Clayton's phone number and was talking to them for months and months. And then, uh, finally, um, well, let's see. That was kind of that was kind of that situation how that happened and then yeah, uh, that was in like what beginning of October beginning of October and then school year ran around that semester and I think it was January you texted me or you called me and was like hey we're about to get an intern in Johnson County you need to come apply yeah, for yeah but it. there was other things that happened along the way and I'm all about these like I don't know. Some, oh, we some were, people will be calling it like a God situation or whatever. It, it's it was. not even how you and me were in college at that time. You're like, this is meant to be. Yeah. So there was one that happened before this. <laughs> is um, Story Fort Worth. It was in Fort Worth, and and I've been talking to Warner quite a bit, and he had already mentioned that he you know he had wanted to you know potentially do an internship if we had a you know an internship open up that he would be interested in it. And, he had some other prospects going to work for Merck and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I was going out for my anniversary with Shelby, and we were going to go to Del Frisco's Double Eagle in Fort Worth. We were pulling up to Valet, and I see this, you know, college-age kid. Uh, Handsome-looking dude. Yeah, with his uh, your uncle and your dad, right? Yep. Oh, so Clayton was there? <laughs> And I was like, I was like, man, I think that's Warner. And I was like, nah, there's no way this guy's from Quera. Like, you know, what what would he be doing up here? And I think I hadn't talked to you in like three or four days, maybe longer. I didn't even know you were coming up to Fort Worth. And um, so I said, I told Shelby. Shelby was like, oh, call him. I said, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to. There's no way. And it just kept bugging me. I was like, man, you know what? So we get inside, get down at our table. And I Snapchat him, and I was like, "Now say like, are you in Fort Worth?" And he was. Now like, you asked me if I walked into. Uh, oh yeah, did you go into the Red Wasp? That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, "Are you in the Red Wasp?" And he was like, "Yeah, like, what's up?" And I was like, "I'm next door at the Double Eagle for our anniversary dinner." He's like, "Oh, when you get done, you know, swing by." And I was like, "Man, so I got to meet his parents then." And that's the first so, time I met Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. And so that happened, and then. Um, there's been so many other things. Like, uh, he came, did his internship with me. Lived with you. Lived with me. Because um, that was one of the things is, is obviously we live in a very high cost of living area. That's why he lives with Zach. I mean, 
it's a, an affordable living situation because otherwise you're going to be dropping, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month just to live somewhere. With four and, bills. Yeah. No kidding. And it, it's crazy because uh, I got, you know, Warner lived with me, did his internship, and uh, got COVID at the end of his internship. Oh, My wife brought it back from uh, ag teachers, and that was fun. But there was multiple times, like, uh, me and Zach went to the YFNR conference down in College Station, and uh, I get a – or you? who it Was it me? It was me that morning. Um, we were leaving – We'd slept in about 10. We're leaving to come home that day because we had stuff to do that evening. Yeah, we're pulling out of the parking garage. Out as, as we're pulling out of the parking dr- garage, my phone rings. I'd done met Warner by this time, and he'd been up. And he'd gr- like, he yeah, knew he was going to live message. here. I get a text message from Warner that said, hey, your buddy left his phone in my truck. He'll be in the mailbox at this location. And I looked at Joe's like, man, this guy texted the wrong guy. I won't call him real quick. And I pick a phone call, and... He had to be a blender gardener. He was not very nice. Yeah. And yeah, bro. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know who this kid is, but uh, you were the first phone number in there. And uh, so it was the last person that he texted. So I just decided to send a message. That's exactly how he sounded, really. And, and we drove across College Station into Brian, deep into Brian, picked up his phone. And we're like, how do we get hold of Warner now? We have a cell phone. <laughs> And luckily, Justin halfway remembered where he lived. And over there. <laughs> like I, I knew where the, it was, but then like Warner has Warner's parents have two separate condo townhouse house and type they things. All look alike, and it didn't help. They had the that same decoration on the front door. I was like, man, no. is it the one on the left or the right? And I was like, eh, either way. And then it'll buff. I couldn't get a hold of. Uh, I didn't want to call Warner's dad or mom. You did mom. call him, but he didn't answer. Yeah, I was like, man, like, I want to just be like, yeah, which one it is, and just toss the phone in there. And then uh, I didn't have Sophie's number at the time, but right as I was, like, going to message her on Instagram or something like that. I'd already messaged her, but she didn't respond to what, like, three days ago? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah a year March. later, <laughs> almost, nine months later. Way to go, And she, Sophie. like, rolls up, and she's like, what's up, bitches? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, uh, I have your brother's phone. And she's like, okay, cool. And we explained the situation. She goes, wild, man. Like, <laughs> then she just walks, like, she went full Matthew McConaughey on us. It's like, okay, Sophie. Oh, Sophie. Gosh. Gotta love her. But, but yeah, that's that's the how I met Warner and how he's uh, up here. Up here and fully yeah. integrated into our lives. Yeah. And so. Kind of going off that Vega high school teacher, he picked one thing and ran with it. He That's picked me and he ran with it. It's no. a lot that. to yeah. run with. That's a <laughs> you might need a dolly. Oh my god! <laughs> Forklift. I'm not certified yet. And this actually, because we've heard your internships and all that, Justin or not Justin Warner, sorry, but I've had internships. You've had internships, Justin. What was your best internship? Because mm. I'm a firm believer in internships and let you experience the world and see different things. Oh, yeah. Yes, some are paid, some Man, are. You know, you know, my best internship, and I know I'm an extension agent, and I, it sounds, you know, kind of cliche. cliche, but interning with Emily Sims, um, in Erath County, she was the 4-H agent in Erath County, and I interned there and with Lonnie Inski and Donna White, who's retired now, uh, interning in that office. Everybody wanted to intern at Erath County because it's in Stephenville. You, you know, can still live in your own apartment and be right there. Well, and I told Whit Weems, was, I was like, man, I've got I've to intern somewhere close. Like, I, I was broke in college, like poor boy broke. And, you know, I knew that it would require, you know, me driving places and stuff like that. And I just didn't have that type of money because, you know, with Block, they were like, you don't need to have a job and trying to do an internship, blah, blah, blah. And so that sucked. And so interning with her, because uh, she was my direct, you know, supervisor or supervising agent, she taught me really good about, you know, being appreciative of what you have in a county and not looking to what's going on in a different county 
and and really taking what you have to work with and making the best of it. I got to work with the foster home there uh, in Stephenville, which I know a lot of folks, when I say foster home, it's foster's home. Um, it's a whole bunch of foster parents that live in this community, and they've got six to eight kids in each house, and they have a gym, a recreational area, a library. They have a show barn on on campus, and they show animals out there. And then um, there was uh, there was a guy there that uh, did a really good job of uh, helping buy these kids animals and and making sure that they got to the at least the county show. And they used uh, showing livestock and and ag as a teaching tool for these foster kids to show them that there's some type of consistency in life. And I, the, Emily kind of put me over that. She knew that I, I really enjoyed, you know, showing hogs and stuff like that. And um, being able to teach those kids, it was my first time since high school to where I was actually uh, teaching kids skills, whether it was what to feed or, uh, how to treat an ailment on their hog or, or teaching them how to show. And it, it was, it was just a really good experience. And then my internships really never stopped. And, and she always made sure that I went to everything. And in fact, my, my first interaction with her was about this time, several years ago, uh, she, I get a text from her, uh, cause I had met her obviously before I accepted the internship. And, uh, she said, Hey, um, you know, there's, she gave me a parking pass and stuff a few days before for a state fair. She goes, come up here. Uh, I'm going to be in line all night. You don't need to come sit in line with me all night. You know, understand that you got class and stuff like that. And, uh, she goes, just, just be here at this time and, uh, come hop in the pickup with me. And so I walk up to the pickup and she goes, Hey, hey hold on, hold on, hold on. And this is like it. Eight. No, no, she did. She did say, come sit in the line with me. She goes, I'm going to get in line about like seven, eight o'clock. And she goes, when you can get up here, get up here. And, um, it was like seven or eight o'clock at night. And as soon as I opened the door, she goes, Oh, whoa, whoa, before you get in here, she goes, there's a cooler in the bed of the truck, grab a couple of beers. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, a couple of beers. Hopefully these are both for her. And so I get in and and we're not in a county pickup or anything like that. We we didn't have anything like that. We had her personal vehicle, actually her now husband's truck, Cody. Um, it was pretty funny, and I've got two uh, two beers sitting in the console, and she cracks hers and starts drinking it. And she looks at me and she goes, "Look, I know they told you that you're not supposed to drink, but like, don't be a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Well, is this a test? She goes, no, it's not a... She goes, I'm not going to test you. She goes, you're an adult. She was like, I mean, you know, you're old enough to drink a beer. She goes, if you're not going to drink a beer, I guess you can just be a pussy. And I was like... <laughs> Bush. You know, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Coors Light, maybe. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Coors Light. Coors Light. There you go. You're going to need something. The Coors Light. The Coors Light, yeah. From God. the little Charles brother of beers. Yeah, you know? yeah right. It really so is. It really that, is. that was my experience. If Charles sure. was to eat was a beer, it'd be Coors Light. Oh, oh man, you can't that's do that. That's like UT or something, man. No, no, no UT's and Cayman Jack. I'm at least like Keystone. yeah, UT's Cayman Jack. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Cayman Jack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Headache in a bottle or a can, whichever you cheapos can get. Oof. But it, it it is that was that was my that was single handedly my experience with her is what sold me on extension and now she's an ag teacher in in my county at joshua she's awesome what about you zach what was your favorite internship i got very blessed uh went to texas a.m university first year out they pushed us to go to the uh career fair as freshman animal science dr ramsey pushed us to go see it and just walk through he's like don't get your hopes up you're not gonna get anything and walk it through there and if anybody knows me and met me, and most most people have, uh, I'm not shy. I'm not afraid to speak my voice or just walk up and talk to anybody. That's kind of what I'm really good at. And everybody at this table is good at that. But I walk up to the John Deere booth, and uh, 
Kenny Wayning was there. Never met him. I just remember his name to this day and got talking to him. He knew my dad and knew our salesman and knew what we did somewhat because dad was a big custom harvester back in the day and got talking to him carrying on conversation. And he's like, well, you, would you be interested in internship? I was like, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd entertain it. Just didn't know what I was going to do because the job and where I lived in college required me to be there year-round. And went and talked to Dr. Ramsey because he was over it. And he's like, man, they kind of offered me this and got first round preliminaries of interviewing. He's like, well, you're a freshman. Just go on and do it. Just try. He said, don't get your hopes up. You're not going to get it. Dr. Ramsey's always like that. But then he got your back after that. And I went through the first round of interviews there on campus the next day. And Kenny walked out, and he's like, hey. He said, just get ready. The phone call's coming. He said, just get ready. Three days later, they called me and set up a date for the next round of interviews, which was in Moline, Illinois. And I got all excited when Dr. was like, they offered me a second round. I was like, and he's like, well, just set it up, but don't get your hopes up. Typical Dr. Ramsey style. Went through everything. They set up my flight. You yeah, always got to appreciate a realist in your life. I, I did. <laughs> oh, Sean. Because I, I was, at this time, 18 years old. Had no real Little idea. good. And I went through. They flew me up there, gave me a hotel room. And me being me, I asked them to fly me up a day early so I could see some factories and look through everything. Uh, went and looked through all the factories, had my interview round, and they called me back offered me the job. As a freshman, 18 years old, from Texas, had traveled but never lived away from the farm other than College Station for less than a semester. Went up there, moved up there uh, that June. And I got out of class, came home for two days, Repacked the pickup, took everything I owned with me up there, moved into an apartment up there. And my first day walking in, Chad Hogan was my boss. He was over the 8,000 series John Deere tractor marketing team. Walk in there, and he's like, I came into work today just to meet you. He said, I agreed to this. He said, but I have a three-week-old baby girl at home, first kid, I'm tired. I don't have time. He said, I'm giving you all the access. He said, just, I call you, just handle it. And it was awesome. Had a great team. Jennifer, Matt, uh, were on the 8R team with me. Got to meet and get become really good friends with the uh, head of all marketing on 7s, 8s, and 9 series John Deere tractors in North America. And... Loved every minute of being up there with them. I got charged some big projects, and they kind of learned not to let me just run free with something because I'd go above and beyond. Uh, funny story that year, I was so homesick, missed the farm, missed being on tractors, missed working, and they were having a big ag day out back, testing uh, 9,000 series tractors out. And they had to plow and prep this field, and they had leased out that year a Case tractor, a New Holland tractor, a Versatile, and a Deer. All big comparative species for what we had in America that year. Like, hey, go back there and plow that field. Make sure it looks really good. I went up there at 8 o'clock that morning. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, I walked in. <laughs> Don's like, how many times did you plow the field? I was like, 14. He's like, we only had the case tractor for 12 hours. I'm like, well, it's got 10.8 on it now. I'm sorry. Because this thing had the new, new. And I just out there plowing, loved every minute of that summer. The team believed in me, everything. And the highlight to that summer, I worked in Waterloo, Iowa, at the Deer Factory. Made some great friends. Uh, everybody cared about me. Because I was the only 18-year-old intern. Everybody else was 20 or better. And went out there, made lots of friends. But at the end of that summer, the last three weeks, I got to spend in Cincinnati, Ohio for Deer's intro. Actually had fun. We stayed in Lexington, Kentucky, and I never realized they were that close. Yeah. We stayed in Lexington, Kentucky, Kentucky, made lots of good friends with all these people. 
and they took care of me and got to do all that and went there for intro and I was on Jen's team uh, for the new steering system that came out with that never really took off but it's neat to be right there on the forefront and see that help teach the class do everything and I got to be through all intro and drive an intro and I was one of the people in the tractors I was in charge of the European photo shoot I can still show you the pictures that I was in charge of, what we changed, explain everything. It was really neat to see that and do that. Um, lots of highlights that summer. And then that summer, I was like, man, this is where I want to be in life and all that. And But things change, and you realize things change voluntarily, not like something went wrong in my life. But I just went back with deer the next year and didn't enjoy it as much. And through all my internships and everything I did – as much I loved that first summer and did everything with those people, I came home for seven days because it's kind of a weird deal my family. My parents' anniversary, the 4th of July, and my birthday are all within a six-day span. So I came home and had fun that summer with them. Next summer I came back home, did the same thing, and it kind of showed me where my heart lied, where I wanted to be. What I looked forward to every summer was – Come home, run combines, be on equipment, be at the farm. And that's what led me where I'm at now. I'm thankful for my internships because that showed me where I wanted to be. Yeah. Being away from home that far, doing that, I was blessed that I had good people around me that that I'd go over to their house and eat once a week. A lot of my team members, they'd invite me over to their house and come eat or, oh, come over, have a beer. Yeah, I was underage, but I'd have a beer, but. I got to live and see a different part of the country. That you most drink a beer are. underage? One time at band camp. Oh, gosh. What about a uh, outlaw? You don't have to say extension was your favorite, Warner, but what was, like, the most valuable internship? Because, like, that was one thing that whenever I got Warner's resume, it it was like, damn. You know, like. This this dude has explored so many fields and he's got so many assets under his belt that you know. And I'm gonna say real quick on a side note: we're sorry for the creaking of the chairs. It's in the not background. our back. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's not our back. It's the chairs. We're still working on getting the podcast room set up and all that. But it's uh, Peterbilt chairs. That's what we're gonna get. The season has not let let us do that because when we had a free time, we were recording all the time and then. Now we're all back in the field working, and they're chasing field vi- or site visits and all that left and right. It's going to change, people. Please thank you all for listening, and we're sorry for that. And a lot of it's because Justin's chair is a little overloaded. but Oh, come on. <laughs> Just like that dove chair earlier. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. But, yeah, what well, was your most, like, valuable okay. one? Before we go on this topic, I want to go back. He said European photo shoot. That just jogged my memory. I remember. I was See, in, it works. Those trigger words. That's what I'm saying. Trigger. I was I was in Fiji, not the like where the water comes from. I was in Fiji. All right. Taste the rain. So like Target. Yeah. No, no, no. Like <laughs> Fiji, like New Zealand, like that yeah. area right there. And uh, we were in the I was 16, flying. and we were there for two weeks. I was there the first week, and like Zach said, like hell, we talk to anybody. We get in with anybody, and I was like, I was in with the locals. I was in with all the guides. Like, I was in with the staff. And so we had a new boat come in. Everybody was all excited. And I was like, what's, there, what's this fussing all about? And so I went out there with them. I, like, was on the boat. I'd grab the boat, unload all the luggage, and I'd get everybody in the boat. And this big dude came out, and uh, I started talking to him. And I was like, hey, man, what you do? He's like, I'm a photographer. I'm from L.A. I'm like, no kidding. I'm like, what are you photographer? Or what do you shoot for? And what he do said, you photographer? Yeah, I'm like, what do you shoot for? And he said, <laughs> I grew. I grew. No. I grew. He pulled a Jake Cannon moment. And he said, I shoot for Playboy. And I said, you're my best friend, all right? <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to be your best friend. These girls that are about to come here in another hour or two are going to be your best friends. And I'm like, yes, sir. And so we get back, unload him, help him unload all his equipment. And then by the time we walk out, I see all the locals right there, all the guys out front smiling, like 
gosh, it, it was it was like Bo shooting that dove, like the biggest smile I've ever seen in my life. Were you holding the and boom mic? <laughs> no, I was holding the rope to let them girls down. All right. <laughs> I went out there and I said, "Nice to meet you. I'm Warner, and yes, I'm 18, but I wasn't. But I was like, do you through? Exactly, yeah. And gosh, I was in a photo shoot, and I have to pull up this picture, but there's me, and I'm holding the uh, light bounce or whatever is that screen, yeah, and it shoots the light off of it, and I'm peeking around, and there's just this girl in a palm tree in her bikini, and I just I had that same smile on my face. And oh, just a, photo shoots, as man. they call it, a shit eating grin. Shit eating grin. Yeah, yeah but that's what's funny because we're all the same way at this table. Like, we're the people that will help you load your luggage and meet people and be out there with the cooler full of beer behind us every time. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Like, having Boys. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> just in the light blue, not the heavy blue. Oh yeah, what's lighter than blue? Light blue. No, but my favorite internship. Was working at the feed yard. Oh, God, that was awesome. Yeah. I love wow. the panhandle. It was gorgeous. Well, gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, even though you, you can see if your dog runs off, don't you worry because you'll see him in three days. Like, he's down the same road, same plane, everything. But uh, I live. I worked at Opliger Feed Yards in Sunnyside. And I actually lived with the GM, old Sam Jackson, good buddy of mine. And I actually met his son in Australia and became best friends. And he was like, hey, man, why don't you come up here doing the Did summer? you do karate in the garage? Kind of, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. But it was karate in the accidental gay bar we walked in. Oh. That's another story right there. Uh, yeah. that's okay, story. so anyways, before we get real off topic. Um, so, yeah, went up there and lived with both of them and uh, started out at the vet. Mm-hmm. Worked all the sick cattle and then went and I rode pins for a month. That'll humble you right there. As I've been on a horse before and everything. I mean, we don't work our cows on horses. You know, that's their cube train, all right? They wild cell barn, <laughs> all right? And uh, so, yeah, and I actually saw my first haboob. Haboob? It's, I thought it was Habib at first, but, oh, Allie, she corrected me and said it's haboob. What's a haboob? It is a dust storm from hell up in oh. the panhandle. Yeah. And so I was riding through this pen of cattle and uh, – just I just saw this red wave, and I don't know what to do. I've never seen one before. I started freaking out. Was this your first taboo? It was my first taboo, yeah. Haboo, yeah. not boob. Boo. <laughs> haboo. Well, I like boobs. I like saying boobs. So Side boob. It's, it's haboo. Her yeah. boob, our boob, haboob. Haboob. Yeah, and I seen it, and I was like, oh, God. And I rode over to- Those don't look like boobs at all. <laughs> yeah, right? And I rode over to old Margarito. He was the head honcho over there, and I said, like, hey, what do we do? And he said- like your agent said, don't be a pussy. Yeah. And I sat on that horse and I just took it and I hated every second of it. And uh, you had lots of eye boogers that next morning. Oh, God, dude. Like, honestly, I kind of got down and got behind my horse and I was like, all right, you're taking it, not me. And so after that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to pen ride anymore. And so I went on to manage the shipping and receiving of. You literally the rolled calves. the haboo out, out in the open. Yeah. Obviously, Zach would be the little bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I we're rode, fucking cowboy I've, over here, all right? Yeah. I've rolled two out in the combine and one out in the grain cart and one in the big truck. Not in the open, though. No, no, I'm smart. I'm staying side with the doors. Oh, no, you look at all that. He said, oh, Dennis, I see. People no. ask questions around here. <laughs> there was no AC. You kill your engine when you ride those out. Oh, shit. But if I had an enclosed area, I'd be good. But um, shit. And after that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. And so we started shipping and receiving cattle. And hell, he took me through the whole process of feed yard. Worked in the mill a little bit. And I was like, dang, this is bad the bone. They worked a little bit on the side, went to a bunch of brandings. And I just loved it. But I just did not like, you know, when we get in the shower at night and you can literally, it's like just brown water coming off of you. I was like, man, I'm not a big fan of this. Love a feed yard. I'm glad what they do. But uh, I'll just send cattle up there. I don't want to work them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what's, I mean, at the table here, we had this discussion last weekend. Three different passions sitting at this table. 
Warner is all about cattle. That's his passion, what he wants to do. Yeah. Ultimate goal is cattle. Justin, hands down, education, teaching, doing everything out there. That's Justin's passion. He wants to better everybody, which we all believe in education. And mine is farming. I like to use knowledge as a tool. I like to use tractors as a tool. Speaking of, y'all didn't come help me haul my horse to the vet today. Uh, Zenos? No. I took the 8360 yard of the. I was so in my mind, I got these great ideas, like a funny Snapchat. I was going to send a picture of the tractor on the trailer and send y'all, like, taking the horse to the vet. <laughs> oh, God. It's still cheaper than taking the horse to the vet. Way cheaper. But this kind of just wraps up another episode of Beyond the Buddy Seat because everybody's. This was kind of internships, right? Internships and some firsts and, you know. That's a great to- a great name for this one, internships and where we are. Yeah. Uh, and lots of good discussions and all that. And we all believe in the internships and how they get you where you're at and let you see the world kind of on somebody else's dime and live different. Return of the intern. Return of the intern. That is a great. That there you go. Warner we'll nailed it. That's man. it right there. And we always say it. I'm going to keep saying it every time. Just like, follow, share, subscribe. And exactly. fuck Joe Biden. And and we're going to try to crank out another episode next week. Uh, really are. And like I said, and we're going to put our email eventually on Spotify, correct? Yes, I will do that tonight. Uh, don't be afraid to email us questions. We all have it. Or me and Justin have it. Warner, it's got enough going on between Tinder and hey, Bumble. Quit picking your nose, dude. Hey, easy. Um, I had on? to delete those apps. Yeah, now now he's officially taken, ladies. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Equal opportunity over here. (laughs) (laughs) But don't be afraid to like, share, comment, follow, rate us five stars, rate us three stars, two stars. Uh, Tell us why. We're out here learning. Um, And I know a lot of, sometimes what we say is way wrong. Yeah, email us a suggestion for somebody have uh, on the podcast. We'll try to get them. Yeah, and any of y'all want to be on the podcast and don't mind driving to Alvarado, Texas, we'd love to have you. Oh, no, Warner in the Wild, all right? And Just we're give me that credit card, all right? Yeah. We're, we're good to go. Out there. We'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks and a case of Bush Light. Oh, that, I'm in. Hey, we're good. Uh, some great schemes to come in the future that y'all hadn't heard about we've played with, but... um. And we're great with doing a Yeah, telephone we're about call. to start video recording this thing once we get the studio set up. Yeah, because only anybody will see my kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty clean. It is clean. Hey, what is that right there? Is that a, is that a cockroach? <laughs> no, that's Jimmy. Oh. Right. We don't make fun of Jimmy. No, no, no Jimmy's my boy. He, he's, the OG. he's here before I was here. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you all for listening and tuning in. And like I said, don't hesitate to comment, share, like, follow, and ask us questions. And hasta luego. And with that, Justin, send us out. Catch y'all next week. Today, farming is an easier, more profitable occupation. Improved crop varieties and scientific methods have skyrocketed farm production. Machines have taken over most of the muscle work, making farm life easier and more profitable.